Welcome to a new edition of Central Indiana Today 2021. I'm optimistic about the year, so keep your fingers crossed. And we're starting the year off right with a great guest who's been with us, uh, I believe, once before. Uh, We'll talk about that in just a bit. Her name is Teresa Brandon. She is with the Central Indiana Canine Association, and we're going to talk about uh, the struggles they've had for the past year, along with lots of other nonprofits and what they are doing now and what's going on in the future. I'm Shane Ray. Stay right where you are. You're listening to Central Indiana Today on WYRZ. Central Indiana Today. Shane Ray talks with the newsmakers in and around Hendricks County. And now your host, Shane Ray. As I told you, here she is on the phone with me, Teresa Brandon. Now, she's been on the station before, but it's been a little while and certainly uh, hasn't been this past year that I recall because uh, so many things going on. We're going to get into that in just a little bit. But first off, Teresa Brandon, how are you? I am doing wonderful. Thank you, Shane. Good. I appreciate having an opportunity to come visit with you and your listeners today. It's been about a year and a half since we first uh, chatted about the organization. Yeah, exactly. So we want to get caught up with you. First off, you're chairman of the board and also one of the uh, co-founders of Central Indiana Canine Association. Let's uh, tell everyone or just remind them what uh, the Central Indiana Canine Association is. Well, it's a a nonprofit organization that was founded in the spring of 2019. And our our, uh, motto is faithful vigilant and selfless and that has more to do with the dogs than with us but essentially it is a nonprofit that is in existence to help support uh, canine teams in central indiana we have about 190 teams at the local state and federal level and that's that's it's kind of a silent group people don't typically see them uh, but they are there providing a lot of protection for our citizens. Yeah, exactly. In fact, uh, the first time I saw you uh, was when you were doing a presentation at the Plainfield Chamber of Commerce, and you were talking about memorials for canines. I was. That's correct. I actually had a nonprofit down in Texas years ago, and we had built a war dog monument down there. They had a beautiful statue and a beautiful area to uh, bury canines to honor their service to our country and to our community. Now that's so in go- the early part of 2019, I reached out to the Hendricks County Sheriff's Department and met with Kyle Schaefer, who was one of their main canine guys. He does a lot of training of the canine teams in Hendricks County. And we talked about creating an organization that could be supportive of the canine teams. We actually decided we would do it with three pieces. Uh, The first piece was to create the Shadow Fund, which we first announced on your radio program. It was launched in August of 2019. Mm -hmm. And that Shadow Fund is a medical grant program to benefit retired 
military and or working dogs. Uh, when they retire, they typically go home with their uh, police officer or their military handler and now become their complete responsibility. And when you think about what these dogs have done, Shane, they are nothing short of athletes. Yeah. They have put everything on the field. They do a lot of physical hard work and training. Consequently, when they retire, they will typically have um, more physical elements that, that need to be dealt with. And we certainly don't want the officer to have to bear that full financial brunt. Yeah. The other two pieces are we have training program where we provide training opportunities for the officers and the canines. We want to keep them sharp and on their toes and up to date with the latest training methods. And then the third and final piece, as you mentioned, the memorial, we are planning a working dog monument to be at the training site that we plan to build. And, and of course, uh, that's when, if you'll, if you'll, uh, take this in the nicest way possible that's when i fell in love with you that's uh, because because you know how i feel about dogs we uh, my wife and i ourselves have uh, our second dog it's a uh, a rescue and uh, she's just uh, the vets call her you know roughly 15 pounds of pure sweetheart and uh, I, I love all dogs and um, you're right they go through so much and uh, you know, when the with the canines, uh, whether they're in the military or for uh, police, and when the, the they become to where you know it's time for them to retire, definitely they deserve to their best life, as you can say. You know, their remaining years, and so I love that organization. I mean, I love what you guys do there at the organization, and so. But let's back up a little. Because you mentioned uh, building a new training facility, and uh, now you—you—that's getting designed pro bono, right, by some professionals. Yes, we were just delighted that Seabury Architects in Avon, Indiana, uh, made that offer to design a site for us. We've been working with their lead architect, Salil Nair, just wonderful little company that they do a lot of of. Uh, design works for this area and other places. Mm -hmm. They're just so wonderful to work with, Shane. They sat down with Kyle and I over several meetings to find out what we envisioned. And I will tell you, their design, which you can actually see on our website at www.cik9.org, we actually have that picture on the website now so people can kind of look at it. And it's not your typical box building. It is created more in a campus-like setting, and we chose that kind of design for a couple of reasons. One, we're trying to be energy conscious, so if we're not using part of the building, we can actually shut it down and not heat it and cool it. We're trying to be very environmentally responsible. Sure. In fact, we also have included in the design to have solar panels on that building uh, to help with that kind of energy consciousness. The other part of it is so that we can have several things going on at that campus at the same time, whether it involves law enforcement officers in a classroom setting or working in the uh, bigger gymnasium area with the shoot house with the dogs or outside at the training part. 
if we've got canines on deck, then they can be in those areas where they have the dogs and they can be safely quarantined away from others. So if we have like a group from the local municipality or a non another profit group that would like to use our boardroom, they can certainly come in and use that or a classroom. So we really want it to be more than just a single purpose building. We want to create a building that is really community friendly. Yeah. And, you know, you sort of answered uh, my next question, which was this is not just in for the average person uh, who sees the training on TV. They usually see the guy dressed up in the outfit that makes him look like either a baseball umpire or the Michelin man. And, uh, you know, and they see the dogs go up and bite and stuff like that. But they're actually being trained for multiple situations uh, that a lot of that you mentioned, you know, you're talking about a shooter on site or, um, and, and I'm, I'm wondering, does this all, will this also include uh, drug sniffing dogs? Yes. Uh, these dogs do so many different things. Everything from, as you mentioned, uh, drug sniffing, they do tracking, they do bomb sniffing, uh, they help take down perpetrators. Uh, they do a lot in working with those officers. They, they really do add a, an extra element to the law enforcement that, that the humans just cannot do. And yeah. so we're very grateful for these officers. Consequently, the dog and the handler, they require daily training. They have to continue to go through and hone those skills because that officer's life is really uh, incumbent upon how well-trained that dog is right. and how responsive he is to that handler. Yeah. I, I see uh, lots of times I've seen interviews with um, officers, <clears throat> excuse me, human officers, of course, who talk about maybe their, uh, their canine that was injured or uh, killed in the line of duty, they become so emotionally attached. Not only does the dog have to trust, um, or as you said, not only does the officer ha have to trust the dog, the dog in turn, of course, trusts the officer. They just, uh, they become dependent on them to make their job uh, work correctly, if I may use that term. And is that a good way to put it? Really, they are a team, Yeah. not unlike um, military folks who find themselves in a combat zone, Yeah. and they do, in fact, become very reliant on each other to protect each other and to exercise their duties the way they were trained. And I think anybody who's done any kind of training or planning will know best laid plans can get sent awry very quickly. Yeah. And so that's where instinctually that dog needs to really focus on his handler. And if, if the handler has done what he is due diligent to do to build a strong working relationship with that dog, the dog will perform. Yeah. Um, you know, of course, you, this is a nonprofit organization, and uh, yeah. a lot of it relies on, you know, we mentioned the pro bono. Uh, relies on donations, uh, whether it's material or uh, also money. And th this past year, since we're a nonprofit, uh, I can tell you it's been a rough year as far as donations and fundraisers go. 
Can you tell me how um, the Central Indiana Canine Association has been dealing with uh, COVID-19? We actually got hit with that the same time as everyone last spring. In fact, we were in the process of planning our first two big events. It was a breakfast fundraiser for the morning of March 12th, and then the Canine Veterans Day, which is on March 13th every year. And we had a huge plan for both events, and then two days before that was to be carried out, of course, the mayor and the, the governor decided that we needed to shut the city down. Um, and that was for everyone's safety. We certainly understood that. Mm -hmm. um, but nonetheless, it's, it's very disappointing because you put a lot of effort and work into that, and we're not alone in that respect. Right. Uh, the good news for us, we got very fortunate, Shane, for the uh, both events. We did not lose any deposits. We didn't lose any money invested. Um, in fact, we had a lot of generous folks who bought tickets to attend the fundraiser breakfast and just decided to not ask for a refund and offered for us to take that as a donation. So wow. we got fortunate in that respect. I know you talk about the nonprofits and charities that serve our community just as you do. Mm -hmm. um, it, it has been a challenging year, but... The community foundations around the state, like in Hendricks County Community Foundation, they have been working extra hard to try and get those funds to those organizations who help families keep their head above water. Yeah. So I don't think that we fell in that category, but we did. We were, in fact, able to get some uh, grants. For instance, last fall, uh, we got a a generous gift of $5,000 from the Walmart Foundation. Oh. So that was specifically to help us with our training program so that we can continue to provide very low-cost uh, training for the canine teams. That was critical for us to be able to get. Sure. Yeah, I can understand that. Now, uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some um, of uh, the other things that have been going on. Like you mentioned to me uh, the other day about something called the pack. You want to explain that? I do. That was such an exciting part of our year. <laughs> Last August, I got a call from Brian Calvert. Uh, anybody who knows him or knows his name knows that he is the handler for Dixie the Praying Dog. Mm -hmm. She is just near and dear to all of our Hoosiers' hearts. Uh, just a wonderful dog who does a lot of therapy for veterans groups and shows up at events. Uh, she's just a sweetheart. Well, as it turned out, they had applied and were accepted as one of the competing teams on Amazon series called The Pack. It's an original series that aired starting uh, November 20th this last fall. And it was a worldwide competition, Shane. Hmm. It was so exciting. They had 12 teams, and the teams were a handler and a dog. And we're not talking about professional handlers in this case. We're talking about people and their dogs with whom they have a very strong working relationship. The show's premise was to highlight that strong bond that you actually referenced earlier between the officer and the in the canine, mm -hmm. people also develop very strong working relationships with their family pets. 
and a lot of that depends on the kind of relationship that they develop. Some people have a pet that is just to be in the home and be a good pet. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm -hmm. There are other people who develop strong working relationships, like in the case of Brian Calvert and Dixie. He does tracking with her in addition to some of those other things. So the show Mm -hmm. was just what this country needed. I've got to tell you, with Mm -hmm. all of the bad news about the pandemic Mm -hmm. it was an opportunity for people to sit and just smile and laugh and watch these teams compete and meet challenges in various countries around the world in fact one of my most favorite scenes was when they were showing the swiss alps and you could hear dixie bailing (laughs) and her voice just echoing across those mountains it was just truly precious All right, and now let's remind everyone, how can they catch the show? They can actually see that on Amazon. Uh, um, that is a Amazon series show, okay. and it's called The Pack. Yeah. And the way we got involved, I should probably mention that too, is yeah. that each of the competitors, Shane, they got to select an animal nonprofit that they wanted to represent. And we were just so truly pleased that Brian selected our organization, the Central Indiana Canine Association, because he understands the importance of service to the country and veterans. And he knew that we were definitely in support of those dogs who serve us. And he wanted to, in turn, give us an opportunity to get some more exposure. And we also had a great opportunity that Amazon has a smiles program Mm -hmm. and they actually created a special gift registry for the 12 charities that were identified by these 12 competitors and people have actually gone online saw our registry just like a wedding gift registry (laughs) selected items and purchased them for them and they were delivered to us Mm, which has been wonderful a lot of expensive training gear that we use for the dogs for the training opportunities so we really are grateful to the public for doing that for us as well as amazon no absolutely that is great news i'm glad to hear that um now just a just a reminder you are retired a retired marine is that correct that is correct i i served in the marines from uh in the 80s Okay. And then I retired from the U.S. Department of Labor. Okay. Well, I just wanted to say I thank you so much for what you're doing with um, these dogs, bringing the attention to uh, the canine uh, teams and uh, just what you're doing to uh, – to to help that situation and bring attention to it and also thank you for your service i don't think i've ever told that to you so i just wanted to say that (laughs) well i thank you for that shane you know i'm not the only one with accolades here i know you recently were awarded a uh, community service award Mm -hmm. from the brownsburg lions club i was yes thank you for really appreciate what you do for the community because you help keep the community plugged in wonderful programs like we provide and other nonprofits and, and other organizations. You are an important part of our process of sharing information and we cannot thank you enough. Wow, thank you in for fact, saying that. 
we want to talk about the launch of our capital canine program. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) I know everybody talks about 2020. In fact, I saw a little comedy this morning. And it talked about, you know, the humans are all looking back going, oh, I don't even want to remember 2020. (laughs) And then the cartoon went on to say it shows two dogs talking. And they said, remember 2020? And he says, yep, my human spent every day with me, best year of my life. (laughs) Talk about perspective. Exactly. Exactly. You know, but we have a capital campaign that we are getting ready to launch. Um, I'm going to start reaching out to corporations, companies, individuals in the coming five, six months because I need to raise $1.8 million to build this permanent training site as well as the Working Dog Monument. Well, uh, it's something that, you know, we were talking about. You got a designer to do it pro bono, but it still costs money to build it. So. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. We're going to still have to have the building actually constructed. But, you know, before we can do any of that, Shane, we need a three- to five-acre piece of land donated to us where we can build the site. And we're trying to reach out to the community at large to say, does anybody have three- to five-acres they would like to donate to this nonprofit that would be, in fact, a charitable donation? Because we are a 501c3. Right. Okay. Now, if folks want more information about that or anything about uh, the um, Central Indiana Canine Association, they want to talk and they want to find out how to make donations or whatever the case may be, what can they do? Well, I, the first thing I would suggest is they check out our website so they can learn more about us. And that website, again, Shane, is www.cicanine.org. All right. And you also they can have... also reach out to me individually at info, I-N-F-O, at CIK9.org. We can uh, pick up messages from people there, and we will always get back with folks. And also on social media? That is correct on Facebook. Now, now, I do want to mention one thing. Uh-huh. I want everybody to write this down on your calendar. October 3rd, 2021. What's happening? We are going to be hosting a big fundraiser, and it's going to be called All Four Canines. Now, the host of this event is Justin Melnick. Now, you may not know that name, but if you've watched CBS uh, TV SEAL Team, mm-hmm. he is the canine handler character on that show. He's actually a Hoosier. Oh. And he is a for real officer canine hold handler. But he also is a movie star. Yeah. Which is a- he actually attended one of our trainings last spring and I told him about us doing a fundraiser if he would be willing to share his name and fame to host this event and he said absolutely without reservation. That's great. So we're looking to have a little bit of a star studded event next October third. In addition to uh, Justin we have uh, the artist, Susan Bahari, who will be doing the statue. She's already created a drawing for that statue that is based on Harley. Now, to remind our listeners, Harley was the canine who was killed in action in the fall of 2019 from Fisher's Police Department. Mm. This was a 
prime example of how canines, they are totally selfless. Yeah. They had been spending days trying to take down uh, a, a couple of people who were just really wreaking havoc across that whole community up there. Hmm. And it, it was so sad when he passed. I attended the memorial for Carly. And when I left the memorial, you know what I saw, Shane? What? As I drove to head to the to the highway, I saw all the streets lined with whole families and their dogs holding a blue light in honor of Canine Harley. Hmm. I mean, you want to talk about a moving experience. Yeah. And that's part and parcel of what we want to do with the statue and monument at the permanent training site is we want to honor the memory of those dogs who have served and either retired or lost their life in the line of duty, which we do. That does happen, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. All right. Uh, once again, why don't you give your number out, just as a reminder for contact information? If they want to call me directly, they can actually call me on my phone at 972-754-9996. That will get you to me directly. All right. And, uh, of course, if the folks listening missed any of that information, they can get in touch with me here at the radio station at 317-852-1610. If I don't know the answer, I'll get you in touch with uh, Teresa and she'll help you out ASAP, right? Yes, sir, will do. <laughs> All right, Teresa Brandon from the Central Indiana Canine Association. Teresa, let's keep our fingers crossed. 2021 is going to be a whole lot better. And uh, thank you for being our guest today. Oh, thank you, Shane, very much for allowing us an opportunity to visit with you again and with your listeners here in uh, Central Indiana. Have a wonderful day, sir. You've been listening to Central Indiana Today with your host, Shane Ray. 